Good morning. Today we're going to talk about one of my favorite things. Money. One of my favorite things. Do you like money? If you have money, what do you do with it? Do you spend it or do you save it? What? Save it? Both? Okay, if you spend it, what do you spend it on? Toys? Candy? Lots of good stuff. Yeah, I like money. But, you know, a lot of people worry about money. Do you worry about money? Uh, kids usually don't worry about money. I don't remember worrying about money when I was a kid. But your parents might worry about money because we want to make sure we have enough money for food and to pay for the house. If we're buying a house, you have to make payments on it. Um, you have to have clothes for your kids. Um Yeah, we need money for lots of stuff. But you know, in in the scripture that we're going to hear pretty soon, Jesus told people, don't worry about money. Don't worry about it. We'll take care of it. Do you think Jesus is just going to send money down from heaven to us? No, it doesn't work that way. But Jesus said, if you... Put God first, then God will make sure that we have enough fruit loops to put on the floor. <laughs> Benjamin, what did you do? Okay, so Ben has food because mom and dad have enough food to buy food for Ben. But the scripture says, If you make sure that God is first in your life, then God will make sure you have all the money you need for what you need. Maybe not what you want. You may not get steak for dinner. You may just get hamburger. But God will make sure you have what you need if you put God first in your life. And then you don't have to worry about having enough dollars to buy your food okay while ben picks up his fruit loops we're going to say a prayer okay let's pray god thank you that we are blessed enough to have what we need in our lives thank you that you will take care of us if we put you first and help all of us to put god first And trust God to give us what we need to be comfortable in our lives. Amen. This morning's scripture is from the book of Matthew, chapter 6, verses 25 through 34. Therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more important than food and the body more important than clothes? Look at the birds of the air. 
They do not sow or reap or store away in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? Who of you by worrying can add a single hour of his life? And why do you worry about clothes? See how the lilies of the field grow? They do not labor or spin. Yet I tell you that not even Solomon in all of his splendor was dressed like one of them. If that is how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and tomorrow is thrown into the fire, will he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? So do not worry, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For the pagans run after all these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. The word of God for the people of God. Let us pray. Loving and gracious God, may the words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts together be acceptable in your sight, O God, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Uh, this past week, the youth group did an activity for their lesson that went well with the sermon this morning, and so we're going to do it together. And so if you were at youth last this last week, uh, yay, <laughs> you get to do it again. So I want everyone to take that piece of yarn that you should have gotten. If you do not have a piece of yarn, raise your hands, and our usher will get you one. Does every, did everyone get their piece of yarn? All right, very good. Now what's going to happen is I'm going to read off a list of things. And if what I read causes you stress or causes you to worry, I want you to tie a knot in your piece of yarn. Okay, so if it causes you to stress or if it's something that makes you worry, tie a knot in your yarn. Does everyone understand what we're doing? Does everyone know how to tie a knot? I do have some Boy Scouts here, so I can, they can come and assist you if needed. All right, so is everyone ready to begin? Yes, yes? All right, here we go. If paying bills causes you stress or you to worry, tie a knot in your string. If paying bills ever causes you stress or causes you worry. If your marriage or your relationships, if you are dating, your friendships, uh, if that has caused you stress or worry, tie a knot in your string. If you are married and are not tying a knot, you lie. <laughs> I'm just putting that out there. Uh, if gossip causes you stress or worry, whether you're someone who is the subject of that gossip or you're someone who has to hear the gossip or you're someone who has to share the gossip. If that causes you stress or worry, tie a knot. Uh, social media of any kind, whether that be Facebook or Twitter or Instagram, Snapchat, I might be speaking to a certain demographic here, but if if social media have seen what everyone else is doing and how their life looks amazing, that causes you stress, but it's not. Moving 
if you have ever moved in your life, if that caused you stress, tie a knot. If the thought of moving causes you stress, you can tie a knot. Uh, if not having enough free time in your life. So if you were just like, I just wish I had a moment to myself. I'm so busy. Tie a knot in your string. Uh, the death of a relative. If that causes you worry, if that causes you stress. I swear I did not know what prayer time was going to be like today, but it feels like the sermon was made for it. So, uh, after after we did our um, living wisely, dying well, I realized if thoughts of your own death or trying to plan for your own death causes you to stress or worry, tie a knot in your string. If planning for your finances, whether that be day to day or overall picture, or if you're the one having to do a budget, if that causes you stress, tie a knot. Figuring, how, figuring out how to get along with others. Maybe that's people in your school, at your work, in your family, in the church. You guys all get along, so I know that's not it. But if you have someone in your life that causes you stress or causes you to worry, tie a knot. If work itself causes you to stress, if you get stressed out over whatever it is that you do for a living, tie a knot. Um... Where am I at? Sin. If you have sin in your life that you wish wasn't there and it stresses you out, tie a knot. Your wardrobe. You know, we heard in the scripture it says, do not worry about what you wear, but let's be honest, we worry about what we wear, don't we? I'll tell you what stresses me out about my wardrobe is when things I think should fit do not fit. Yeah. Uh, body image. If you feel like your body doesn't look how you think it should look. Secrets, whether you're carrying that secret or you're, someone is keeping a secret from you, that causes you stress. Terrorism in the world, that's something that causes you to worry. Politics. If politics worries you or stresses you or having, if you're looking ahead to Thanksgiving and going, I really hope we don't get on that topic as a family, probably should put a knot in your string for that. Poor decisions, whether that be your own poor decisions, like my poor decision to eat a lot of food yesterday that made me feel not so great, or the poor decisions of those you love, if that causes you to stress. Family expectations. Maybe if you're younger, expectations about school or extracurricular activities. If you're older, maybe that's expectations you put on your family or what you're, you're feeling like you can never live up to what your parents or grandparents did. The weather. How many of you this year, the weather caused you some stress and some worry? I'm going to go with probably a lot of us. Your vehicles whether paying for them, whether dealing with whatever is going wrong with them, having one or not. 
And then finally, your house or your living arrangement, if that causes you stress, if there's whatever that may look like. <laughs> I want you to hold up your string. Look around. Does everyone else have a lot of knots in their string? Do you have a lot of knots in your string? A lot of us carry around a lot of stress and worry. And it seems actually that we're living in a time where worry has become an epidemic. It is estimated that that over 40 million adults have been diagnosed with an anxiety disorder that have been diagnosed. That means there are more that have not been diagnosed are people that are still anxious and worried every day about a variety of things. And not only are we worried about the different items on the list that I, that I read off, but we're also worried about how this thing affects this thing affects this thing. So your finances might affect your family relationships, might affect your living situation, or whether or not you can pay for that fix on the vehicle that you need. You see how they all start to just compound on each other? That's why I like to do my knots because they all just, they all build on one another. And what happens to us when we are worried or anxious? Physically, what happens to you when you are worried? Yeah, your heart rate starts to go up. Yeah, where are medical people? You can probably tell this better than me. You don't sleep. Do you get tense? Heat? You, you eat. Yeah, yeah. Stress eating is a real thing. Yeah. I, my shoulders get so tense. They're like rock hard. And it's not because I'm strong. It's because I'm stressed. And it's like, I can't even feel, I mean, it's just like a rock here. That's where I hold it. Stress really puts us into our biological fight or flight mode. And then we, we don't function as well because our brains can't think clearly when we're in a state of anxiety or stress or worry. And so now I want you to take your string. I hope you didn't throw it away as, you know, like, oh, my gosh, I don't want to deal with that. And I'm going to give you 30 seconds. I've got a fancy watch here, so I'm going to get my timer going. All right, you're going to get 30 seconds to try to untie as many knots as you can. Uh, yeah. On your mark, get set, go. I'm not going to lie. That is exactly what the youth said on Sunday. I need to tie another knot because this is stressing me out. Oh, 30 seconds is up. That went by fast. How many of you got zero knots out? And Okay. How many of you like one to two? One to two. Yeah, that's me. Anyone got all of their knots out? <laughs> nice. Harley is living a stress-free life. Question, was it more difficult to tie the knots or to untie the knots? It is a lot easier to keep adding stress and worry into our life, but it is a lot more difficult to then release that stress and worry in our life. Now, one of the ways that people try to release stress or to calm down is, is to use music. And over the years, there have been some songs that speak directly to worrying less. How many of you have heard of Stevie Wonder's Don't You Worry About a Thing? How about the Beach Boys? They sang Don't Worry, Baby. Now, those are both great songs, but I think there's one song that is the classic Don't Worry song. Are you relaxed now? After our first exercise, music has a way of calming us down. 
and reminding us that things will be all right. Now, when I was looking up the videos for these songs, a lot of the comments talked about how people were in a stressful situation and they had looked up these songs to calm them down. A lot of them were students who were about to take a test. You know, oh my gosh, don't worry, be happy. It's all going to be okay. But before these songs were written, another person shared his own thoughts about worry and what to do about it. And more than just, you know, be happy. And Jesus is that person. He tackles the topic of worry in his teaching from the Sermon on the Mount. Like Stevie Wonder and the Beach Boys after him, Jesus also believed that we shouldn't worry as much as we do. But unlike the others, Jesus has a different reason that we can let go of worry. And that's because God will take care of us. Let's look at what he says. Therefore, don't worry and say, what are we going to eat? What are we going to drink? Or what are we going to wear? Gentiles long for all these things, but your heavenly father knows that you need them. Instead, desire first and foremost God's kingdom and God's righteousness. And all these things will be given to you as well. Therefore, stop worrying about tomorrow because tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. You see, even in Jesus' day, people were concerned with the same things that make us worry today. What are we going to eat? What are we going to wear? We think that sometimes these are new things that people worry about, but they have been things that people have worried about for as long as there have been people. It seems that we are, as a human race, are concerned about what goes in our bodies and what goes on our bodies. Those are just natural things. But Jesus says we don't have to spend so much time worrying about these things because God will provide for us. Jesus uses the birds in the sky and the flowers in the fields as illustrations for his argument. The birds in the sky do not store up grains for themselves, and yet they seem to always have enough to eat. And the flowers in the fields don't worry about what they will wear because God made them more beautiful than even King Solomon in his splendor. If you remember, King Solomon was one of the richest people throughout history. And so they're saying that if King Solomon and all of what he could afford to wear did not look as great as a flower in the field, then that's saying something. Jesus says, if God can provide for these things, how much more will God provide for you. God knows what we need. God is aware of our needs and will provide it. Notice what I'm saying, and I love that Margie said it as well. God will provide what we need, not necessarily what we want. God is also aware of all of our wants, but that doesn't mean that we're going to get all of those things. But God knows that we worry about it and that we long for good things to eat and to wear. But God also is saying that that shouldn't be the main focus of your life. Instead, Jesus wants us to get our priorities straight. We must put God first. We must first seek after the kingdom of God. And then and only then will all these other things that we spend so much time worrying about and stressing about, that they will sort themselves out. It's not a matter of choosing to be happy. It's a matter of priority. If we concern ourselves with more, more with being a faithful disciple of Jesus Christ and helping others to be faithful disciples of Jesus Christ, 
all the other things in our life that we spend so much time worrying about and trying to control, they're going to work themselves out. Or if we fill our minds with the things of God, we, we give them less space. And all of a sudden, they don't consume us as much as God consumes us. Now, because we like music, there is a song. So I want you to, this is called a hymnal, for those of you who don't know. Is that anybody? I want you to open to number 405 in the hymnal. It's a song called Seek Ye First. Let's look at that first, the first line. It says, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Allelu, alleluia. Does that sound familiar? Doesn't that sound like what we just read in our scripture passage today? I think so. This song could be added to our songs of de-stressing because it gives us the best remedy to stress, worry, and anxiety. Fill your minds with the things of God and there won't be room to stress about the rest. Everything else will fall into place. Now, stress, worry, and anxiety can also affect our generosity toward God. If we are constantly worried about how we're going to pay for things or if we'll have enough, we're less likely to be generous with what we have, including our money. If we give this money to God, we won't have it to pay for something our family might want or need. And we know we should give and we know that we should seek God with all that we are and put God king, God's kingdom first, including our finances. But it's hard. It's hard when we are stressed. But Jesus says that God knows what we need and that God will provide if we trust in him. Chuck and Janet Von Eschen were blessed to have Grace Huck as a pastor. She was an amazing woman. She was actually the second woman to be ordained in the, in the Methodist church. Not just in the Dakotas, but in the Methodist church. And so the Dakotas conference, we have the second woman. I think that's pretty amazing. If it wasn't for women like Grace Huck, I would not be standing here. And she was a woman of incredible faith. She had this habit of being very generous to the point where she would give her last dollar away not knowing how she would get by. But whenever she needed money, it would show up. Maybe someone would just randomly send her a check in the mail or just give her a gift of food. Whatever she needed, it would happen. And so the more that she experienced God's provision in this way, the more apt she was to keep giving her money away because she goes... I'm always provided for. Why would I keep this if I'm always provided for? The more that she experienced God's provision, the more she was able to trust that it would happen. Now, I know that life is hard and it's unpredictable and there's always going to be things to worry about. There will always be things to stress over, but you don't have to carry that burden. God sees you. God knows your need. God wants you to trust in him, that if you put him first, he will take care of you. Now, I want you to take your strings out one more time. I know you wanted to get rid of these things. I know you do. 
it's okay if your string still has knots in it because we trust in God even though there are things that still worry and still stress us. And what I want you to do is take your string and tie it into a bow. Now you might need to use your fingers or ask someone to use someone else's fingers, but I want you to somehow tie a bow in your string. If you don't know how to tie a bow, I'm sure there's a four-year-old or something you can ask to just learn how to do it on their shoes. It's stressing you out. Well, a bow is a kind of knot, I guess. So, This bow is what God can do with us. We are the knotted up string. And some days we feel like we aren't good for much. Or we're too stressed to really function. But God can take us as we are. Knots and all. And through his grace, make something beautiful out of us. But we have to put him first and let him do it. We have to let him bend us and shape us into that bow. And the more that we can let God be in control of our lives, the more that we can let God control our lives and the things that stress us, the more beautiful that God can make us. I hope you take these strings with you. them as a reminder that whenever you are feeling stressed, God can make you into something beautiful. Amen?